there's yeah. a growth in holiness, but there are conversions yeah. Yeah. because Christians yeah. are sharing the gospel more and people are drawn you know there's a kind of gathering mentality and so you know you have all of this happening but it's always the normal work of of the church there's nothing different welcome to independence that's the fic podcast my name is adrian reynolds i'm head of national ministries of the fic i'm here with jonathan thomas Tell us who you are, Jonathan. So I'm a FIC pastor from Abergavenny, Cornerstone Church in oh, Wales. Oh, we're closer to paradise, aren't we? Oh, we're very We're in good. Wales. Yes, we are. So, And my wife is half Welsh. Congratulations. She, she comes out in, I don't know what, holy spots. Um, yeah. You know, being that little bit closer <laughs> to paradise. Um, d- and North, just it gives a little bit of help, actually, about Wales, because we think about Wales generically. Mm. You're in South... Would Abergavenny be considered south wales well the borders you're not on the coast no but no, no you're, you're so, in the southish yes bit of southeast it. right on the border so some of our church members live in england so we're only like two or three miles away from the border really? okay yeah tense so. this is north wales which is entirely different is it yeah completely we're still close to the border actually if that happens we're not a million miles away from the english border are we no no Um, but we are in north wales how do people in north wales feel about south wales and south wales about north wales do we need to understand that little bit to understand wales or is yeah you're gonna get yourself in trouble yeah i gotta be careful it would be very different you know so north wales in certain parts would be much more welsh speaking right Um, okay but then other parts like this, much more Monogot still, or is that not the case? No, no, no not no. anymore. But you okay. would have Welsh speakers who are first language and struggle okay. in English. Okay, yeah. So and heart language is, is Welsh for those guys. Yeah, hugely, yeah. hugely. So church really needs to be in Welsh. As much as like possible. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. South Wales, is that not the case so much? So you'd get pockets, and it's growing, but um, yeah, it would be more kind of anglicised, particularly okay. where I am. Okay, yeah. and of course, Wales is the land of revivals. Yes, that's what I think. Oh, and uh, we're here to talk about revival because um, there's been a revival. Did you know, Jonathan? Um, I in America, it. I looked it up just before we um, started recording. On Wik- it has a Wikipedia entry now. It wow. says Asbury revival, eighth of February to the twenty third of February, twenty twenty three. It has Brilliant. a beginning and an end, and um, it, it's been a mysterious thing because it's kind of all happened in the public sphere hasn't it you know people have been able to tune in people have been able to visit and look at what's going on so tell us a little bit first of all what what happened there before we analyze what happened because lots of people are asking questions about it mm. I, I think as deep down we all long for god to do great things yeah, you know actually this comes from a really deep seated desire to see god save people and build saints up and and kind of you know move us away from the humdrum yeah, <laughs> i suppose yeah. so 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 what's gone on in america first of all yeah and that's a great question i don't know i mean oh well that's interesting <laughs> you know i just followed it on twitter and i did well, isn't that enough i think so i think so <laughs> and for a good week for most days in my office i had the revival meeting on youtube okay, okay. in the background just listening in so it was a continue a continuous thing it didn't sort of break yeah. off it, wasn't so it was student led i think wasn't okay, it it was yeah, a yeah. christian college yeah. they have this daily chapel service yeah. A guy preaches a sermon that he says wasn't very good. Okay. Um, and then afterwards encourages people to stay around if they want to pray. And then that just kind of carried on and carried on and carried on. And so you ended up having this one meeting that just went on for weeks. Okay. Yeah. Sounds like um, most people's worst nightmare. <laughs> but, <laughs> but actually something remarkable seemed to be happening you know it's, it's yeah. god seemed to be doing something didn't he? yeah and christians seem to be really encouraged and revived perhaps if yeah. you want to use that word or refreshed um, and that people, desire to pray 
don't take that lightly because actually most of us would love for that in churches yeah, you know, yeah people yeah. really wanting to pray yeah rather than having to be kind of persuaded or cajoled yeah. and, and from what i could see watching on youtube there didn't seem to be any one person kind of up the front orchestrating things okay so in the past we've seen things like this and it's been you know kind of todd bentley or whoever you know very sort of character driven yeah. but yeah. not the case here no there just seem to be random students up the front every once in a while and singing and, and short messages and people praying um yeah it was very different from anything else i'd ever right. kind of watched okay. And then suddenly came to an end, though. Yeah, I think they, I think they it was ran out of gas for the heating or something. Well, or no, I think it was stopped. It I was th- stopped. Yeah, I think kind of parents and things were writing in, okay. like, I think they need to go back to college. I need to learn was, something. And I think it was getting dangerous. I think the town were just getting thousands of people right, coming. Right. So, and what was going on there then? People wanting to come and see. Yeah, I think lots of people wanting to experience what they were seeing online, wanting to meet with God. I'm sure some were just going to watch and be skeptical. Um, which is always the way um, but yeah I think when there's when there are these kind of times of blessing or the church seems to be having something people always always travel yeah now we need to talk about the R word mm. um, I my story is I grew up in I was I converted from a non-Christian home grew up in a kind of middle of the road Baptist Union Church very evangelical I never heard of a revival ne- oh, never heard wow. of it yeah until I went away to university and suddenly was in a church where people were talking about revival I thought what is this yeah so yeah, some people have grown up in churches where it's the only thing they've ever heard yeah 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 <laughs> I guess perhaps less so now but it kind of it, it can dominate the landscape or mm. it can be completely absent what, what do we mean by revival yeah and, 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 and you know what was going on in America then as a, res- yeah. as a result can, can yeah, we I mean, analyse it yeah I think so I mean th- there's different views out there isn't there so I grew up very different from you in a world where revival was everything okay. and everybody spoke and about revival and that's particularly true in Wales isn't it because yeah. in terms of recent revivals around the UK you'd have to go to very specific places you'd have to go to to Suffolk Norfolk border you'd have to go up to the the North Isles wouldn't you or to Wales yeah yeah that, that, that more in living memory than perhaps some places. Yeah, and I mean, Wales between 1735 and... That's yeah, not living memory. No, <laughs> not... Maybe some of my members. No, 1735 to kind of 1859, 1860, there were just revivals every decade, right, pretty much, right. all around Wales. So wherever you go in Wales, there'll be a revival story or a village that says the revival never came here. Okay, yeah, but it went to, oh, it's really, yeah, yeah, There's it's, almost a pride in saying we're untouched yeah, for yeah, revival. How, really how funny. funny yeah. and, and so you know revival was everything particularly because of the 1904 revival okay um, tell us just briefly about that which was uh, kind of the last revival in wales uh, allegedly led by a guy called evan roberts right but actually right. that was more a kind of newspaper representation okay. of it okay. at the time um so they used to have like the polls every week in the western mail yeah, 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 okay. which would say you know which village or town and how many were saved all right it was like amazing and um so they really kind of had this kind of it was like social media before its time really isn't it um yeah i think there's always been social media it's just a bit faster than it used to be yeah 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 (laughs) and so like a hundred thousand people were converted in a year amazing um which is is amazing and you know things like um in my hometown Ammonford, the rugby club was disbanded you can go there today and you've got the you know the the board with all the captains and it comes to 1904 or five and it says rugby club disbanded to revival so what was going on there well, people were, were turning from things to, well they to just the loved just, they loved the church and they loved prayer meetings right, okay. and so they so didn't like Asbury in many ways they're giving up their you know mum and dad might be cross because they've 
pay the tuition fees, but they're yeah. giving up their college time because they want to be together and pray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know, it's just changed everything. And things like, um, you know, uh, in the mines, the men were holding prayer meetings in the mines. Right. The horses right. were confused because they didn't <laughs> understand because the, the miners had stopped swearing, so they didn't know what to do anymore. I mean, it, yeah, it just affected everything. So great stories like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. In fact, where I live, um, there was a revival in a village. I mean, it's a remarkable story. I didn't realise when we were during lockdown, we walked around some of our local villages. It's something to do. Yeah. And um, it's quite a historic area for non-conformism. And there's a tiny village called Clipston, which now probably has a few hundred people in it. Yeah. Um, there is a church that seats 700 in Clipston wow. on a hill. And I'm thinking, oh, hang on, this is a bit odd. Non-conformist kind of traditional chapel. You might see one in Wales, but there it yeah. is in Clipston. And it turns out that in 1800, a young farmer, who's um, a young lad whose mum had died, just started praying with two mates. And within four years, there were 700 people attending wow. a meeting. It's quite extraordinary. And they built a church. And um, the village at the time had about 60 inhabitants. So people must have been travelling. So actually, this this phenomenon you see in Asbury, people wanting to come. I don't think that's new, is it? That no, no. People wanted to travel. And uh, lots of people converted, I think. But but interestingly, within 20, 20 years, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And so, that, I, you know, help me here, because I... I, I just a little bit thick really <laughs> things do seem in, in revivals where there are great stories of conversions rugby clubs disbanded whatever it may be although you could you could well, make an argument for rugby is, be angry with is, that, is holy yeah. yeah there's yeah. a holiness about rugby sanctification um, but actually things seem to end very abruptly as well in revival what's going on there yeah I mean there's a mix isn't there I think sometimes it's good to even think about whether there is such a thing as revival okay um, shall we do that first or should we talk about how revival ends first well I think maybe the both okay uh, go on I think, it. It, I think it's linked. Go for it. So, you know, there's different schools of thought with revival, and some people have got this idea of a revival as a concept. It's a category. Right. An extraordinary work of God. Yeah, an unexpected... Over and above the normal extraordinary work of God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So a kind of extraordinary, unexpected work for the unconverted. Right, OK. And, so it's know, particularly focused on, in that model, particularly focused on people being saved yeah 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 okay. so it's often a very external focus move um, and so often people will look at something like Asbury and say well was it a revival or not did it did it meet the criteria for this category of, of revival and so you have this kind of extreme kind of version of revival which some people love and then other people look at it and go well I can't see that in the Bible <laughs> yes so that is a test yeah you know so I mean there are times when God moves extraordinarily yes. in the Bible you think of Pentecost, for yeah. example, in the New Testament. Some of the gatherings in the Old Testament, mm. where the people, there's covenant renewal and things like that. There yeah, do seem yeah. to be these seminal moments, don't yeah. they? And, and it does seem, but whether there's this category of a thing called revival in the Bible, I'm not convinced. But there's definitely a continuum of the experience of the church and the Christian right. where there are revivings. Okay. So okay. Um, if I was going to be, you know, a pedant I'd probably say are you? yes likely. <laughs> okay. um, but I'm not clever enough to be a proper one but I, I'd rather go for the term revivings than revivals okay. Okay. just because I think we have this category idea then so there's church and then there's a revival yeah so actually that can diminish the ordinary experience yeah. of church of yeah. which of course there's nothing ordinary about it no 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 it's exactly. a supernatural gathering yeah. of people who have been rescued from death yeah brought into life. I mean, it, there is a sense in which if we overplay revival, can we underplay 
the normal work of God, yes. if I can call hugely. it that. Hugely. And, and that's where I think uh, someone who's really helped me on this is Ray Ortland. Okay. He's written a book on revival. And um, he talks about the fact that really what revival is, or revivings, is the normal work of the church, but just supernormal so multiplied yeah for, yeah. A, for a moment yeah, yeah. Okay. it's just it's just and when you look at um the history of revivals i've been working on a documentary since lockdown um on revivals in world in wales and you look at all these stories and actually what was it there was more prayer there was more kind of preaching in most of them although the waters get muddied from 1850 okay. onwards okay. because of charles finney but that's yeah, another yeah, story yeah. yes okay um, we'll save that for episode 18 of yeah. the the series on revivals which there's a growth in holiness but there are conversions because Christians are sharing the gospel more and people are drawn you know it's a kind of gathering mentality and so you know you have all of this happening but it's always the normal work of of the church there's nothing different there may be different manifestations of the spirit um, and that, I think, is because it's just the intensity of the work. Okay. But ultimately, it's it's the normal. Stuff. So that that's really helpful to me to think about revivings, not least because, and we we whether we like it or not, we do drink deeply at the American well. Mm. That revivalism yeah. has become a thing, I guess, in the last 100, 150 years, mm. where it's almost orchestrated. You yeah. know, you have meetings for revival. Yeah. yeah. Um, where you almost trying to humanly create something that in the past God has supernaturally done. Yeah. Is that the right way to understand that sort of revivalism that comes from yeah, the States? Yeah, I mean, there's been a big, big shift. So the, the big point is the 1850s. So before the 1850s, um, there were these revivings and revivals and even reformations. Yeah, so in the yeah. Welsh language, reformation and revival is the same word. Wow, that's interesting. Let's just pause there. Um, yeah. I mean, you, you can make a case, can't you, for saying, you know, when Luther nailed his 95 theses to the church notice board or yeah. whatever he did, and, and that sort of period of time, that that's not dissimilar, is it? No, no. It's and actually, same. maybe we don't want to draw a distinction between no. Reformation and Revival. No, we definitely wouldn't in the Welsh language. So you look at Calvin's Geneva. Which you look is at holier language. Much, much holier. Yeah. Theology is much simpler in Welsh. <laughs> um, but, you know, you look at the way the gospel just spread across Europe, continental Europe. I mean, that's... That's it's extraordinary, revival. really. Yeah, yeah, it's extraordinary. Yeah. And, and it's a reformation. So, you know, I always think, well, if you go back to the Bible, it's fascinating. You, the argument for me is I don't want to argue for a category of revival, this different thing. I see in Scripture a continuum of the health of the church, right. okay. a kind of variation in the health. And, and really, the health of the church is linked to the work of the Spirit, isn't sure, it? Sure, yeah. And so if we believe... Well, you see that in 1 Timothy 4, right? So Timothy yeah. himself is to watch his life and doctrine, mm. is, preserve, is to persevere in those things, yeah. because if he does, he'll save both himself and his hearers. So yeah. we, we've got to be careful to, to keep the sovereignty of God front and centre, but also to say there is a place for personal mm. holiness and yeah. walk with God as being an instrument that he uses sovereignly yeah. to, to bless yeah. the health of the church. And when you look at you know these revivings, they're a, they're a sovereign work of God. They just come out of the blue often. But when you study it and look deep, there were prayer meetings. Okay, so like Mike Lipston, yeah. it starts with a prayer meeting. Is, is that a common theme, that prayer is often at the heart yeah, of it? Yeah, hugely. So when I looked at the history, you know, you look at revival um, in Wales, so there was one in kind of 
18, kind of 15, 18, 16, the Bath Gaelic revival, which didn't happen in Bath Gaelic and didn't happen. Anyway, that's it. It's, <laughs> it's a cool thing. It wasn't a revival, it was a reviving. But, but nevertheless. But down on the Thien Peninsula, it started because there was a, a young lad who um, just, uh, he struggled to walk and so he couldn't play with the other kids. So he'd just go and hide up in the upstairs of the chapel and then he started praying. And then another young girl right. saw him praying and said, Can I join you? He said, No. She said, I really want to join you. <laughs> oh, come on then. So she starts praying with him and then the other kids are like, what are you doing? We're praying, just 13, 14. Then they all start praying and then all of these children are converted, spills out into the church prayer meeting. Amazing. That goes around the presbytery and I mean a revival breaks out and, and it's, it's just people praying. But I think, you know, going back to the, the Bible and the history, what I see is the, the health of the church varies. So in the Old Testament, the, the people of God rebel, yeah. don't they? And, I've and, noticed that, yes. <laughs> and the health of the church goes down. But what you have in the Old Testament at times is this sovereign work of the Spirit, which actually comes and revives the church to its normal position. Yeah. So yeah. kind of revival in the Old Testament is a normalizing of the church, okay. bringing it back to hell. Oh, that's a really helpful way of thinking about it. So yeah. actually, as we talk about the health of the church and what the health is doing, what the church is doing, revival isn't over and above what the church should normally be. It's bringing it back to yeah. how, it, how it ought to yeah, be and, yeah. and how the Spirit loves to work. And particularly in the Old Testament, that's, you know, there's no big, apart from maybe Jonah, and that's not a great example, is it? There's no big, great missionary endeavour in the Old Testament so much. It's it's the church kind of rebelling and yeah, then being yeah. revived. Yeah. And so when they want the reviving to come, uh, like in Isaiah and Hosea, they're always praying that the Lord would come down, that the right. Spirit okay. would come down. Okay. So they realize in the Old Testament that for the church to have health, you need a sovereign work of the Spirit. So it's repentance mm. okay. and prayer and preaching yeah. the gospel. Interestingly, you come to the New Testament, you get the day of Pentecost, and then it changes. Because in Pentecost, the Spirit comes down on the church in power. And so there's a, we come into the age of the Spirit. And yes. so now yeah. the church is continually Ah, okay, so we, we need to draw that distinction, don't we? Yeah. And it still starts with a prayer meeting. Yes. But yes, but it's a new age. Yeah. It's not just a new season. Yes. It's a new age. Yes. That's the difference, isn't it? And, and so when you read the New Testament, then I think there's two things now at work. So again, you get the church kind of rebelling. So, you know, the letters to the churches in Revelation are clear. Yeah. You know, you've forsaken your first yeah. love, repent, come yeah. back. Um, well, even the story of Acts is not a story of glory after glory, no, is it? No. I think if we read it carefully, we see that after Pentecost, it's hard, it's hard work. Oh, and it's a mess. <laughs> and, and even on an individual level, you get someone like Peter filled with the Spirit and then filled with the Spirit and yeah, filled okay. with the Spirit. So you definitely get within the church kind of post-Pentecost rebellion. And so we need reviving a sovereign work of the Spirit to draw us back. But I think the difference in the New Testament and in our age, you also get a kind of um, an effusion of power as well. And so you can get these times of extraordinary blessing where the normal work of the church is given a kind of super normal yeah, yeah. kind of um, power. And I think that's what you get in the history then of, of the church, you know, all the way through the history of the church. But we called it Reformation historically, or yeah, we, you know, yeah. we called it mission where there is times of power. So the health of the church, I think, goes up and down. And that happens on a global scale. It happens on a national scale. happens on a local church scale. Right. And it happens yeah. on, a, on an individual well, scale. Uh, let's come back to that in just a moment. Let's talk about prayer, first of all, mm. in the connection. So um, you said a lot of these revivings mm. 
seems to start with prayer. What's the relationship then? It is, should we be praying for these times? What, what are we praying for? What, when these people met together to pray, were they praying for revivings or were they just praying for God to be, what were they praying for? Do we, yeah. do we know that? Yeah, yeah, you can go back and there's records of the prayer meetings okay. um, in the kind of denominational newspapers. So you read them and you look at the kind of agenda items yep. and they are, they're calling for prayer meetings for revival. Right. But, and I've held prayer meetings for revival. Okay. I was part of a revival prayer meeting over lockdown, which was wonderful, meeting Christians across the UK. I'm all for that, but I think it's dangerous because you start to pray for a can category. Can you be for something thing. and think it's dangerous at the same time? Oh, I'm a complex you also man. Can. You can yeah. hold those two things. You're going to have to explain that. Well, because once you start praying for revival as a thing, I think you've lost the plot. We're praying for God. Okay. We're praying for the Spirit. We're praying... Deeper experience of a, Him. Yeah. That the normal work, work yeah. of the church would 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 be what God intends it to be. That, you know, the preaching would be effective, that the pastoral care would be effective, that our evangelism would be effective, that we would know more of the Spirit um, and that we would be growing in Him. So we're praying for the health of the church okay. to reach out to so the nation. So let me see if I've understood that correctly. When we start having prayer for revival as a thing in and of itself, we're diminishing the, the work of God in the church. Yeah. By saying essentially, you know, that's not quite, we, we, we want something else other than that. Yeah. And that's the unintended consequence. You know, you, you don't want to be in a place where you're dissatisfied with the normal work of the church. Right. Okay. You know, so I had an interesting conversation just around Christianity Explored. And we came to the end of the course and, you know, we've had three people going through it and it's been wonderful. I mean, they are just... You know, you're there sometimes and you think, I've never seen anybody so open to the gospel, yeah, yeah, okay? Yeah. But yet at the end of the course, someone did, and I, I knew where they were coming from and saying, yeah, but there's a church down the road and they get 20 to their Christianity explode. And, and you could see the kind of team going, oh yeah, we've only had three. Yeah. And yeah. then, I, you know, I, and I was maybe a little bit too harsh in my response when I said, well... <laughs> Surely when, not. You know, when there's one conversion, there's rejoicing in heaven. Yeah. You know, shouldn't we be rejoicing over even these small things? Because even the things that seem small surely aren't. If one person's converted, there's rejoicing in heaven. They're going to be praising God for eternity. So the Christian who is eternally disappointed because we're not in times of revival, mm. there's something not quite right there, is yeah, there? Yeah, hugely. And we've, we've, as church leaders, we've got to guard against that. While still, there's nothing wrong, surely, with desiring the supernatural... No, no. Revivings, whatever yeah, yeah. we call them. You know, we, yeah. we we want, you know, to use the Isaiah language, we want God to rend the heavens, don't oh, we, and come down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I, and that's more the prayer I would be okay. happy with. Okay. You know, Lord, come down. You know, and I think, but we should, we should never be satisfied with the church in rebellion. So in those days, we're repenting and we're desperate to get back to the normal right. kind of acts right. to, you know, kind of life of the church where we're, you know, committed to the fellowship, to the preaching, to the breaking of the bread and prayer and people are being added. We always want to be on that kind of the God kind of plan for the church. Yeah, yeah. But God in his mercy and goodness sometimes does kind of bless the normal in that extra sense. And when that happens, we should rejoice and it's wonderful the Bible and church history show us that that's never sustainable. Okay. Um, I think often it's a kind of, it's like a course correction. 
Um, so I think when the church has gone off course, I think one of the ways God in his sovereignty brings us back on course is, is through a reformation or a reviving, a revival. Um, and that can be, you know, on, a, on an individual church level or a national level. And I think often in that knocking us back on course, it's a kind of an oversteer a little bit, yeah, yeah. you know, which is wonderful because yeah. people are so encouraged. But ultimately, the church comes back to the the normal right. work okay. of the church, which is okay. wonderful. Yeah. We should don't despise the day. Yeah, the small absolutely. thing I think yeah. is the you know. Tell me a little bit more about concerts for prayer, because mm. that that was a thing in the 18th century revivals, isn't it? With churches just really getting down and praying. Mm. I think you just call them prayer meetings in some ways, but they were they were they were marketed that's the wrong language um i can't think of the right word but but all around the world people were gathering churches mm. were gathering together for prayer what what's the potency of that not just individuals praying not even just a church praying which is a, a great thing mm. we believe in the local church but actually churches joining together to pray that's often a mark isn't it of some of these times of reviving yeah. why is that so potent i think it's, it's it's what the lord jesus prayed for us in john 17 isn't it that we would be one as he is one that that's where you know the lord wants us to be it's, it's the psalm isn't it that's where the lord bestows his blessing even life forevermore yeah. yeah. when brothers dwell together in unity and and god in his sovereignty i think you know directs us that his will will come about through our prayers and so when we come together to pray and we're desperate for the lord we're encouraged by the prayers of others we repent we trust um yeah that that does seem to yeah. be with lord well this year it. at the you don't know this yet but at the leaders conference this year we're having an evening prayer time oh. so we often have prayer times we tried to build a bit more prayer into the schedule last year which was a great joy this year we're giving our evening meeting over to praying Brilliant. i don't know what will we call it a concert for prayer i don't know but it, it, basically that's yeah. the idea yeah that we'll get we'll get people praying Brilliant. that we'll we'll pray together as a church it won't be lots of songs we'll have a, a message at the beginning matt oliver's going to preach for us briefly at the beginning and then we're just going to get down and pray and we're either going to be all together in the main room praying or there's going to be forums downstairs where you can pray for specific things if you're a kind of trendy christian and you want to wander around and pray you can do that downstairs or you can be in an old-fashioned all together prayer meeting upstairs Brilliant. and um, we're really excited about that yeah. it just seems this is what we need to be doing yeah actually we're, we're definitely not calling it prayer for revival now <laughs> sorry <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah. We, we want god to move yeah. you know that's yeah. what we want we want people to be saved yeah. we want christians to be built up yeah and and what is the connection there what is the connection between church revival sorry mm. reviving and personal revival because very often you read stories about times of, of God's supernatural work in this sort of manifestation that we're talking about reviving. And you often hear about how it begins with people being revived. Yeah. What's the connection there? Is, is it a separate thing that the church is supernaturally revived apart from individuals being revived? Or is there a close connection between them? Yeah, I think it's inseparable, isn't it? It's the church is the people and the people are the church. Right. So, so often you find there's one individual who is kind of blessed. So 1735, you know, the Methodist revival. Yeah. You yeah. know, so the Wesley brothers and Whitfield sure, sure. and in Wales, Howell Harris, you know, Daniel Rowland. They seem to have these individual power uh, kind of experiences of, of God. Where, where they're... It's kind of Romans 5, you know, God's love is shed abroad in their hearts in a... Right, in okay. a powerful way and that seems to kickstart something where that just kind of spreads mm. and so it does seem in those who believe in a kind of category of revival and 
I, I believe in it on the continuum. <laughs> yes, okay. Yes. Um, People know you're in Abergavenny, so they can write to Abergavenny rather than FIC Towers. Yeah, no, yeah no, exactly. Yeah, please, please do that. So on that continuum, I think it ramps up. And so it, it looks like um, Duncan Campbell famously called Revival a community saturated with God. Right. So no, that's nice, isn't it? it isn't yeah. It? And who doesn't want that? No, exactly. Because, you know, when Christians are revived and filled with the Spirit... I mean, we're always filled with the Spirit, but we can be filled with the Spirit. Yes. So um, th- that's a helpful way of thinking about it, actually, in terms of understanding reviving, that we're all filled with the Spirit, mm. but we want to be filled with the Spirit. Yeah, which so, is um, lovely. It's, um, is, it, is it Don Carson and his balloon? I can't remember who yeah, it was with it. the balloon. Yeah, yeah. You know, the balloon is always full of air, but you want it to be fuller of air. Yeah, yeah. And um, you know, so it's an imperfect illustration, obviously, but it, that's, that's a sense in what we're looking for. It's yeah. not that our current experience is somehow substandard. No. Um, you know, we are filled with the Spirit. Yeah. The Spirit is at work, but we want to be more filled with yeah. the Spirit. Yeah. It's, it's when we're in rebellion, when we repent because we want God and we want to be in that life He's got for us. But even when we're in that stage of life, of course we want the church to grow. Of course we want more of God um, and we want Him to, to come down. And when that happens, we rejoice. And then that might just happen on a personal level. You know, sometimes we have seasons with the Lord where we just know yeah, Him more that's personally. that's right. We do. Yeah. And, and that's wonderful. Sometimes it's and that in, fits in the same category. Yeah. It's okay. all, well, that's all in the, that way. It's all in the continuum. Yeah. Um, we want the Lord to revive us. We want to know more of Him. Yeah. Uh, that's my heart. Is that I would be more desperate for God. Yes. And the yeah. church, which is a be... great prayer for a leader to pray, right? Yeah. So, you know, so much of leadership praying yeah. is, um, I hope this goes well. Lord, help me with this. You know, difficult situation. Give me wisdom in that situation. Which are great prayers for leaders yeah. to pray. But actually, again, if you go back to one Timothy four for God to be at work in our heart, to increase our love for him, our concern for his glory um, and his name, you know, all those sorts of things. They're they're great prayers for a leader to pray, right? Yeah, it's it's huge. And you know, we've been working through this as a church in Ambergaveni and, you know, every church what, reviving wants, or prayer. Well, just the church and prayer <laughs> okay. and reviving, and you know, every church wants a vision statement or a mission statement. So you know, we worked on one, and it's interesting for us. We came to the conclusion the church, our kind of vision was to encourage one another to be captivated by Christ. Right. That's ultimately what yeah. we want. We yeah. want to love Him and know Him. And that really, in being captivated by Christ, then we wanted to build a spirit-filled church, which for a non-charismatic church is an interesting mission yeah, statement. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what we meant by that was, you know, a church of peace, love, patience, kindness, sure, sure. sharing the gospel, you know, sacrificing for one another. And that as we did that, as we were captivated by Christ, we would love one another in the church. And that then we would love, you know, the community with the Father's love, you know, that, mm. that it spills out. And that to me is... Your mission statement is that you're, you long to be revived. At one level. Yeah, yeah. Which is a helpful way of thinking about yeah. it, isn't it? Yeah. And, and as leaders, we need to encourage our folk to pray that. Mm. You know, it's, it's interesting, um, you know, small group itis is you go around, you know, what are the matters for prayer? Oh, you know, this is going to be difficult this week. This is hard. And, and the Lord knows our leads. He loves to answer those prayers and he loves to hear us depending on him. We don't want to belittle that. But how often do you go around your small group and people say, you know, I just want a, I want a deeper experience of Christ. I want to love him more. And when you hear those 
people when you hear people asking for that for prayer it does just make your heart sing doesn't it yeah. but it's pretty rare yeah isn't it no no hugely and we've been really um, influenced by Jack Miller outgrowing yeah, yes, the in yeah, church yeah, it's okay. gone to glory yeah. now um, I think his son Paul Miller has just released a book called A Praying Church that's right yeah. Um, yeah. but you know his big thing was um we live like kind of Old Testament Christians in the desert. He says we're post-Pentecost Christians. We, you know, we have the Spirit, and we need to, we need to pray in faith and enjoy God. Right, right. And it, and it's learning to to pray like that. But I always find there's two words I want to use. So on the one hand, I think we need to be confident in the work of the Spirit now yeah, and rejoice okay. in what God okay. is doing now. I never want to, you know, despise what right, God is doing. Right, I never right. want to, you know, be that kind of person. I think. Whatever God is doing, even if on a Sunday morning I look out and there's no non-Christians, you know, no one seems to be in raptures, but I can see a lady who's had a horrendous three years and I can see she's encouraged. She's still there. And she's still there. Do you know what? Praise God. Yeah. I yeah. never want to despise yeah. those Sundays. Yeah. And and if my only conversion in the year is one of the young people who's been brought up in the church coming to faith. Still a miracle, right? Hallelujah. This yeah. is this is wonderful. Yeah. And so I want to have confidence that God is at work and I want to rejoice yeah. in that. But within that confidence, I do want to crave something. Um, I want to see more of that. Yeah. Yeah. But ultimately... I want that to be because I want more of God. Yeah. So let me put it like this. Every leader is praying, mm. oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down uh, yeah. for themselves. Yes. Right. I, I, I want more of that experience yeah. for myself, more for the church where I'm serving, more for the gospel in the nation. Yeah. But as I pray that prayer, I'm not saying, Lord, you're not doing anything at the moment. Yeah, exactly. Lord, what you're doing at the moment is extraordinary and miraculous. Yeah. You know, that Christians are still here every Sunday. You've kept them for another week. Yeah. Praise the Lord. You know, that people are being saved, even in small numbers. Praise the Lord. You know, I, I, that, yeah. That's we, what we've we got want. to hold the two together. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, if we've got time for a controversial insight. Well, you've got one minute left. <laughs> leave you on a cliffhanger. Earlier, I said 1850 <laughs> was the big change. Yeah. It was, you know, Finney and... From that point on, we've started to decide that we can make revival happen, okay. and that is the okay. key thing. Revivals have pretty much dried up in, mm. in kind of America and the UK as a result, because I think we're not focusing anymore on knowing God and a sovereign work of the Spirit. Right. I think that's okay. the it's a great key. place to leave it. With that prayer, yeah. rend the heavens, Lord, come down yeah. with your sovereign work. Yeah, Amen. great. Thanks very much, Jonathan. And thank you for joining us from Word Alive. If you're watching online, you'll see we've got a nice slightly sad bunch of daffodils behind us and you can probably hear the seagulls in the background but thanks so much for joining us uh, thanks Jonathan for being with us it's been really helpful insight into revival and uh, reviving whatever you want to call it um, that's a great work that we need to be praying for isn't it um, so thank you so much for joining us if you've enjoyed Independence you can rate us and review us that's a help and uh, we look forward to catching up with you soon thank you. thanks <laughs>